you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Touchdown! 51 yards for Ray Rice. Brady fires to the right, wide open, inside the 20 to the 15 to the 10, and dancing into the end zone, Aaron Hernandez. Stafford back, sets, throws, end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions, Calvin Johnson. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live, featuring the experts of NFL.com. Matt Flynn, 31 of 44. The six touchdown passes, not even Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers has done that. Brendan Hall is down on the far sideline. He's holding his right knee, which is never good. Here are your hosts, Michael Fabiano and Elliot Harrison. NFL Fantasy Live, Sirius 210 XM 87. Pleased to have you with us. I'm Elliot Harrison, joined, as always, by NFL.com fantasy editor Michael Fabiano, who is uh, looking very stressed today. <laughs> so for all of you that are sitting out there in traffic, driving along in your 1992 Toyota Corolla with an aftermarket moonroof, stressed out, just know that my colleague here, Michael Fabiano, looks the same. Lots of drama around the uh, NFL buildings today. What's going on, man? Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the NFL and fantasy sports and the playoffs. And let me take a second here to talk about um, your day, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, let's not do that. I, pre- I I correctly predicted the game, the score of that game, thirty-one fourteen on NFL Fantasy Live. Uh, what the, the, a few the days week? ago? And I'll tell you something. It, it just makes me sick to be a Cowboys fan at this point. It really makes me sick to be a Cowboys fan at this point. And I know there's a lot of Giants fans out there, and they got to be loving life. Um, I don't know if they're going to love life this, this weekend when they're playing the Atlanta Falcons, which is going to be one heck of a game, one heck of a matchup. But from a fantasy perspective, um, what are you looking for this weekend? Are you looking for a lot of high-scoring games? Are you looking for the continued success of quarterbacks, not named Tony Romo because he's not in the playoffs? I'm not looking for high-scoring games. And, in fact, I want to let our listeners in on a little something <clears throat> behind the scenes here. You know, usually every week, Fabs and I go with the formula. We always have the fantasy cantina. 
We'll you know, still we have like, that. We like to hit news at the top. But uh, we had a whole formula planned out for today. And we basically, I'm the quarterback right now, and Fabs is the coach. And I just decided to audible all the first 15 plays that Fabs He did, and scripted. I have no idea what route I'm running at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so I have no clue. So we're just going to kind of play this one by ear. We're flying on instruments here. Yep. But actually, we're going to talk a lot of playoff football. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about who you draft next year. Yep. Because we did a mock draft on the show with Adam Rank and Jason Smith from NFL Fantasy Live. Yep. I still have the results right here in front of me. Wanted to go over some of those picks. You know what I want to talk about, too, E? Um, sorry to cut you off there, my man, but... I want to talk about trades, and, and not only just in fantasy football, but in fantasy sports overall. A little strategy. The strategy and more, more, moreover. <laughs> don't, don't start quoting. Moreover, me. whether or not commissioners should be allowed to overturn trades that aren't completely asinine. I've been in leagues where trades have been overturned either by league vote or by commissioner that completely ended up being wrong decisions. Let me give you an example. In a fantasy basketball league that I'm playing in, because I do delve into other fantasy sports. Poorly. No, I do well. I sold high on Brandon Jennings, and I got Dirk Nowitzki, and everyone in the league flipped out. Um... I, love I ended up trading Nowitzki. Nowitzki, Nowitzki, whatever the heck his name is. <laughs> then, so I ended up having to trade Iguodala, Andre Iguodala instead to get Dirk, what's his name? Nowitzki. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I contend that I tried to sell high on Brandon Jennings and that that was a fair deal because they were averaging the same number of fantasy points at that point in the season based on our scoring system. Now... I'm going to give you a few fantasy football examples, okay? And I actually want to get callers to call in and give their opinions on this. 1-888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. Nice reading there. I learned from you. Because last year in 2010, okay, Elliot Harrison and Michael Fabiano were in a fantasy league. I say, Elliot, I'm going to offer you Chris Johnson and Andre Johnson. And I want back Arian Foster and Brandon Lloyd. Everyone in the league would have gone nuts. You can't trade the best running back and the best wide receiver in fantasy football for Arian Foster. Who the heck is that? And Brandon Lloyd. Well, guess what? Arian Foster and Brandon Lloyd combined to score more fantasy points than the duo of Johnson and Johnson. This season, now I'm not saying this is not something that a commissioner would have overturned, because even as a commissioner, I would have overturned it. But in week one... If Elliot Harrison and Michael Fabiano played in a fantasy football league, and I said, Elliot, I want Andre Johnson. You trade me back LaRon Robinson. Everyone would have went crazy. And as a, as a commissioner, I would have said, listen, you can't do that. Do you know that Ron Robinson scored 110 more fantasy points than Andre Johnson? Can I play devil's advocate here, yeah. though? Yeah. <clears throat> because you could also use that as an excuse for every bad deal. It's kind of like Hitler saying that Poland invaded Germany. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> but, you could use that as, as, you know, you could say, hey, you know, look at the, this guy outscored this guy in this season, and nobody was expecting that. Nobody expected Priest Holmes to be mm-hmm. a beast in 2001. But don't you have to you have know? a little bit of intention for the future when you make a trade absolutely and, but there are some people that are just a heck of a lot smarter than others and sure. even in the nfl roger goodell could veto or or it in fact i believe in all the sports the commissioners have veto david power. stern with the uh 
Chris Paul actually, trade. That was a I'd different like, situation. I'd like though. to research that exactly what mm-hmm. each of the commissioner's veto powers are in the in the four major sports. They all have a certain level of it. What kind of approval they have to get from the owners, I don't know offhand. Yep. But but I think it's personally, mm-hmm. I think it's important for commissioner to have veto power. I know there are some people that play in leagues yep. that they don't have it at all. They're like, hey, you make a trade. And mm-hmm. you get one pulled over on you, right. that's your problem. Exactly. And that's the way that I run my leagues. The only way that I protect people is that, again, if in week one, Aaron Rodgers was traded for Josh Johnson, okay? I'm not letting that trade go through. But when you're talking about players with at least similar value in that year, to veto that trade or to have people in the league vote against it, you're basically taking away, number one, you're insulting the intelligence of one of the people in the trade. Number two, you're taking away the strategy of selling high or buying low. Another example, in the NFL Network League, I made a trade with Jason Smith, who's one of our colleagues here in NFL Fantasy I hated Live. that trade. But what happened at the end? You still came out better. No, I didn't. You came out Listen, better. So here's the trade, guys. The trade was I got Maurice Jones-Drew and I got Dwayne Bowe, and I traded Steve Smith of the Panthers, James Starks, and Ryan Grant. Now... Yes, Maurice Jones-Drew was great. He was fantastic. But he wasn't great until the second half of the year. He had a few games in the beginning of the year where he was okay, not terrible, not great. Steve Smith had a fantastic season. Fantastic season. And Ryan Grant ended up making an impact towards the end of the year when James Starks got hurt. The bottom line is that people didn't like the trade and some people wanted it overturned. But what about that trade is overturnable? I, I agree with you on one point. I disagree with you on the other. Mm-hmm. I don't think the trade is overturnable. Okay. I did at the time. Right. I'll admit that one. However, mm-hmm. I disagree with you on Ryan Grant making an impact at the end of the year and MJD being so A little bit. Uh, no, no, no. No, MJD was so-so early on, and then he got real hot. Because Ryan Grant did not make enough of an impact to help anybody. He wouldn't have helped my teams. I mean, I'm, I'm going in the playoffs. I barely lost in the semifinal, barely, mm-hmm. only because Jake Ballard got hurt. Ryan mm-hmm. Grant couldn't have scratched my lineup if he tried and I was rolling with two backup running backs already he couldn't have even beaten my backup running backs Grant right Grant did score over 20 fantasy points in the first round of the fantasy playoffs with Starks ailing and out of action so he did make an impact there one game in week 15 he scored over 10 points which if you're using him as a flex then that's that. That's not a bad. And Steve that's Smith not a bad was better. Production. To your point, Steve Smith was certainly better than Dwayne Bow. Oh my God, but, Bow but, was so bad. He scored five touchdowns all year. I'll give you the numbers. Steve Smith thirteen hundred ninety four and seven touchdowns, one hundred eighty five fantasy points. Dwayne Bow had one hundred forty seven, and Jones Drew was phenomenal, two hundred sixty two fantasy points, which is just unreal. But again, it's a trade that someone's always making out in a trade. Someone's always making out in a trade, uh, and, and some people would. Opine that it's one side. You definitely Other made people, out in that trade, but it's not an overturnable trade. The that's what I'm saying with the dearth. Well, listen, I'll give you credit for making a smart deal for mm-hmm. your team. Yeah, no, no question. With the dearth of uh, running backs that get 20 carries in this league, uh, I, I don't know why I say in this league as if we're playing UFL fantasy football. <laughs> but Maurice Jones-Drew yeah. is an anomaly. He's not. He's not the regular. Whereas Steve Smith is not an anomaly. He had a great mm-hmm. fantasy season. Yep. But Victor Cruz had a better one. You know. I mean. Right. There just aren't a lot of guys running around like MJD. The that, thing. Yeah. That's the first thing. Second thing yeah. is. Yeah. Jason Smith came out lucky in the sense that when you made that deal, Tyler Palco wasn't starting. 
We couldn't mm-hmm. foresee that Matt Castle was going to get hurt, that Kyle Orton was going to break his finger against mm-hmm. Chicago. Had those either one of those things not happened, right. that would have been a far that, more one-sided but deal. But isn't that the thing, though, Elliot? You sure, that's part of it. You the future, and that's why you can't overturn trades that aren't just absolutely, completely sure, bogus and horrible, or if you see some kind of collusion going on. I get it, but using your Aaron Rodgers for Josh Johnson deal, mm-hmm. if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt the next week— and Josh Johnson ends up playing because Josh Freeman keeps right. throwing interceptions, mm-hmm. then sure. somebody could say, hey, that deal was totally fair. You never know the future. Sometimes right. you, you, you have to use to err, a little bit right. of... You have to err on the side of caution when you're using that argument. And, and in your case, yeah, that's absolutely right. But when you're talking about players with equal value turn, uh, when, you, when you talk about their position, uh, at the beginning of the year, people worried about Maurice Jones' drew knee and uh, you know, the knee surgery, and there was all these rumors about microfracture, which obviously he was fantastic. It didn't affect him whatsoever, and he busted my stones a little bit on NFL Fantasy Live about that. Uh, but Steve Smith was also a top 10 fantasy option at his position this year. Steve Smith actually finished sixth in fantasy points. Jones Drew finished third in fantasy points. So I'm not saying I didn't get the better end of the deal. I wouldn't make a trade unless I got the better end of the deal. My thing here is that and this goes across all sports, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, hockey, whatever the case may be in a fantasy league, that trades should not be overturned unless they are drastically just ridiculous and or there's serious collusion involved in a trade. Can I just make a statement about your shirt? You like my shirt? Dick Van Patten from Made Is Enough called. He wants his shirt back. <laughs> I've gotten compliments on this shirt actually today because everyone's so used to me coming in here with a suit, and I got jeans on. I got it's, it's I got blue and white checkered. Yeah. I mean, did you did you like rip off one of the Hardy Boys shirts? Come like, on, on Harrison. The... <laughs> it's not like it's a jumpsuit or anything like that. You know, it's 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 an express shirt, man. Well, if it's express. Then you don't like Express? I, I actually do. I have an All Express right. jacket. You probably have an Express credit card, too. Moreover, to your, uh, to your point on the trades. <laughs> but I do want to get people to call in on this. Yeah, no, I, I am definitely curious to see what people think. Yep. For me, I don't find any I, – I play fantasy for enjoyment. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I don't have the killer instinct to win. Like I do? I, I don't, and that's okay. That's what makes you and I different. However mm-hmm. – that, that doesn't mean that I can't give out advice. My team is very, very well this year. Yep. I just choose to play for fun. Uh, I, I, I don't have the mentality of I have to win at all costs. Uh, I think that you can win both ways. Uh, but I will say that trades take out the enjoyment for me. Really? I find far more enjoyment in looking on the waiver wire and trying to patchwork my lineup when guys are hurt or playing matchups that aren't beneficial, are looking at that little tiny thing that other people wouldn't think of, like maybe win conditions at, you know, Paul Brown Stadium when you're starting Ben Roethlisberger and saying, hey, you know what, I'm sitting my quarterback, or if you have that kicker, you're sitting that kicker because of win conditions or whatever. I enjoy those little, I guess you'd call it minutia of fantasy Mm -hmm. more than trades, although I recognize that trading is far more uh, popular to people than it's so much fun. Kickers, I, I love trades. I, like to me, trades are just one of the best parts of fantasy sports. Not only just football. I love and listen. I love when I think I rob somebody, and sometimes I get robbed in the end. You know that just happens. Uh, you think you make a great trade. It's almost like the Peyton Manning uh, situation that I had. Remember in my league earlier in the year, we didn't know if Peyton was going to be back or not. And I drafted him in the fifth round, and I thought that I was golden. And unfortunately, I actually still won that league, but that killed me 
because I was rolling with Rex Grossman and a whole beret of other mediocre quarterbacks before I ended up getting some depth at running back and trading for Cam Newton. But I think trades are so much fun in fantasy sports. And to me, when you get one or two whiny guys in your league that complain about every single trade, I say, well, you're complaining about that trade because you didn't make it. And when other people influence, unless it's a case where you're in a league where there is just a guy that nobody, everybody knows he knows nothing about fantasy football. He's playing because of just having fun. Everyone else is doing it. And people are offering him uh, Arian Foster for the Giants' third-string tight end, Bear Pascoe, okay? And, well, Bear Pascoe, maybe. Of course. Then you're going to step in. But when you're talking about trades between two people who clearly have expertise and knowledge and experience in playing fantasy sports, again, unless there's collusion involved or unless it is just an unbelievably ridiculous trade— Man, I, I let trades go through. That's just me. Well, you have to be worried when a bunch of thirty-five-year-old former Sigma Kai's like still have their fantasy draft every year, <laughs> and there's like one guy in the league that nobody really likes. Yeah. So then you have that one turd of an owner who's mm-hmm. sitting there at two and four or one and five. Their top guys, Kenny Britt and Jamal Charles, are hurt, and they know they're not going to do anything. So they trade their yes. one good player right. to another guy, so that the guy they don't like in the league can't win. Yeah, that's you not know what fair. I'm that's not fair. Again, that's collusion. That's a collusion issue. but um, Did I mention we have to break? No. Because we're going to get more into this trade. But Let, I, Let's talk more trade. Let's talk more postseason matchups. You know what I want to talk about too, Elliot, is the decline of the running back in fantasy football. And that breaks my heart to say it because I've been riding running backs ever since I started playing fantasy sports like 12 years ago. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's pretty disappointing. It's disappointing yeah. for the sport as a whole. I think the running back by committee thing is getting old for everyone, whether it's reality or fantasy base. Yep. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into, again, the mock draft. And, of course, we have the Fantasy Cantina at 1. Adam Rank for NFL Fantasy Live is going to yep. join us. So stay right with us. Sirius 210 XM 87 NFL Fantasy Live. If you ask Elliot Harrison and Michael Fabiano, 80s rock bands and fantasy football are a match made in heaven. You are listening to NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. That was Molly Crew. Great I, Molly Crew. At first, though, I thought it was uh, Bull- Primal Scream. Bullet Boys. Do you know nah. Bullet Boys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Primal Scream. That's a fantastic. That's one of the, that was on the uh, Decade of Decadence, I believe, right? Yes. On that CD? Yep. I love Crew, man. I love I, Crew. I saw them uh, in concert a couple times uh, mm-hmm. this year. They did the outdoor concert. The uh, Crew? It? Yeah, it's yeah. called the uh, Hollywood... Oh, gosh, I can't remember. I went, we stayed all day, and we saw all these <laughs> wannabe rock bands. Yep. My best friend's girlfriend uh, actually has a show, I think, on Sirius, a mm-hmm. uh, rock show. I can't think of uh, what the name of it is. And so she knows all these bands. And by the end of the day, you know, we're all so old. You know, in your 30s, it sounds great, and then you get to the end of the day when Motley Crue's supposed to play, mm-hmm. and you just want to go home and watch Hunt for October and <laughs> maybe have a cocktail and fall asleep. You know what I'm saying? We are getting old, pal. We are, speaking, of, speaking of getting old, Elliot and I were in Beverly Hills yesterday, and uh, what was the name of the place that we went to, Harrison? I mean, it's one of Real these- Real Food Daily. It's one of these places that is- Gluten-free. Gluten-free and healthy and everything else, and Harrison Harrison digs that, and I need to start digging that too because my stomach is lousy. Uh, so we walk in there, and I look back at the, at the restaurant, and it's Bud Bundy. 
Bud Bundy's in there. And I, so I sent a tweet out and uh, I put on Facebook. I said, hey, me and Harrison are in here and Bud Bundy's in here. He's a little dude. And he snuck out the back, too. Like, do you think, I mean. And if Michael Fabiano is saying you're a little yeah, dude. Yeah, then you're a little dude, <laughs> you're man. You're a little dude. And uh, so I, that, that to me was, was pretty funny. And because I love that show, I, I would have clearly preferred to see Christina Applegate uh, or, or even, you know, Ed O'Neill, right? Al Bundy, who was hilarious. But uh, I thought that was that was pretty cool. That's part of the thing I love about living in California, that you can just totally be anywhere and see some celebrity. And then this woman sits next to me and Elliot, and I, t- I couldn't figure out who the heck she was for the life of me. And, and you Elliot, kept staring. I kept staring. I wasn't staring like it was Fast obvious. doesn't get around celebs much. No, well, I'm around you constantly, but uh, it was Alexandra Paul who was on Baywatch, and she was in Dragnet, and she was in Christine, the Stephen King movie, and I knew that she was somebody, and I just think it's cool, man, you know, and uh, people kept asking me on Facebook, why didn't you take a picture with Bud Bundy? I mean, I don't do that kind of thing. I don't want to bother people. I just think it's cool. I walked in, I see she Bud Bundy She was in Christine? In yeah, she was, she was the hot girl in Christine. She Remember the good-looking dude that was... Uh, that was Friends with the nerdy guy that had the car? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the girl. Well, the nerdy guy, that's right, the nerdy guy in Christine was also uh, Melon's son yes. in Back to School. Yes, exactly. Yep, yep. That was a great movie. So, back from Beverly Hills and hey, Har- Melon! Harrison, we being, need Harrison being around all the celebrities and being a celebrity himself, let's get back to talk a little fantasy. Let's go to the phone lines and talk to Jason in Pennsylvania who wants us to govern a trade. I like this. This is a good tie-in to what I was talking about. What's up, Jason? What's up, Jason? Hey, thanks for uh, taking my call, guys. Love no worries. Show. Love, love you on NFL Live. Watch it and tape it when I can. Thank you. Uh, Do you tape hey, it I, old school, like on VHS? <laughs> Harrison, no, will you stop it? Oh. Oh, okay. Leave the guy alone. I just wanted to know. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> So anyway, I'm the commissioner of a league that we've been doing. It's a total points league, so you don't play anybody against anybody. It's a point yep. per reception. Had this trade go through, and I, basically at the beginning of the league, I said to, um, to all the guys at the live draft, which I love doing, mm-hmm. um, said to them, I will let any trade go through unless it's ridiculous, like yep. uh, Aaron Rodgers for a kicker. And that's basically yeah. what I said as the rule. Now, we don't have any rules written or anything like that. It's kind of a, you know, a friendly thing. There is some money involved, that kind of thing. But So the trade went down. This is like uh, halfway to mid-three-quarters of the season. The guy, one of the guys that was trading, got decimated by injuries. He lost Java Beth, Tim Hightower, um, my Bradshaw. Bob, basically, the only two guys he really had good was Tom Brady, Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Those are good so guys. the other guy trades for Tom Brady, Calvin Johnson, and gives up Eli Manning, Darren Sproles, Andre Johnson, Anquan Bolden. Oh my gosh! Antonio Gates, and I think there was somebody else. But you should have seen the people go nuts about this trade, saying that the guy that got Tom Brady and Calvin Johnson was, you know, getting the better end of the deal. Meanwhile, the guy that traded, you know, they're all about. There's ten guys in the team. Both mm-hmm. of these guys were like. Five and six or seven at the time ranked, and yep. you know I just I saw it as both teams improving, right? But I had all kinds of flack, and I mm-hmm. might be losing people because of this particular trade, and I don't I don't quite understand it because I looked at it like as long as both teams are improving and they're both agreed upon, 
I thought the one guy was giving up too much, but he ended up the guy that actually got Tom Brady and Calvin Johnson did end up getting in second. I think you know that's kind of where people might have been upset, but right. um, I don't know what you what do you got? I mean, do you guys think that was a fair trade? Do you think it was? It, I, I, as a commissioner, a young commissioner, and only been doing fantasy for about three or four years, you know I, mm-hmm. that's what I struggle with on different ways to do this. And I I, I love the conversation you guys had earlier about the trade. So I'm just calling in and see if you get some advice on that. Right. Well, Jason, I actually gave Fabs the old hand signal here that I wanted to take this one because I think I think just from our first segment, you know where Fabs stands on trades. I'm going to tell you that letting this trade go through to me is the right thing to do because you have one guy whose team is decimated. So if he doesn't fill out his roster, he's rolling with Khalil Bell and uh, Jabbar Gaffney and all these guys that he's trying to fill in for his injured players. So to me, I don't have a problem with his end, and I don't have a problem with the guy that only got Brady and Megatron because you're getting two of the highest producers in fantasy football. And so if you see it as a commissioner and you say, okay, both of these teams are improving uh, in their own unique way. I know you can't look at a trade in a vacuum. You have to look at how that trade serves, to me, the two teams that it's serving. So uh, to me, it helps out both teams. You let it go. But you gave me a great idea that if you're the commissioner of a league and you have a bunch of different kinds of owners that are very opinionated on the mm-hmm. trade issue, you should have an agreement that you can call in to Serious Fantasy Football, <laughs> to NFL Fantasy Live, or to one of the other great shows, and ask them. And if they say it's okay, yeah. it's okay because we're unbiased. Hey, Jason, when was that trade made? What week? That was made when Andre Johnson was coming back. That was made when Andre Johnson was coming back. See, off, like, off of I mean, his first hamstring, right? And then was it a unfortunately, wait, like two weeks later, he had the second hamstring or whatever. See, uh, it, that makes but this here, trade even more fair. It makes it. Listen, you, go ahead. Um, the, go ahead. Twist, the, the twist is one of the guys that was trading was me. And who did you get, Brady and Megatron? I, got, I did. Okay, I honestly, well, number one, you're the commissioner, and I'm the commissioner in several leagues, and I get asked upon constantly if I make moves that people think better my team because it's me, um, because I'm the commissioner. I don't have any problem with this trade. Number one, Anquan Bolden was lousy all season long. This trade was basically Eli Sproles, AJ, who's coming off an injury, and Gates, who hadn't been all that great, for Brady and Megatron. I don't have a problem with it. Um, Eli Manning had a very good year up until the last couple of weeks before he blew out our Cowboys, but that's another story. That was also in Week 17. Sproles was solid this year. Uh, Antonio Gates, again, a guy. This this owner that you made this trade with wanted to try to bulk up his roster for the stretch run. He took a chance on Andre Johnson. And, Elliot, when Andre Johnson had come back from that hamstring injury, he was probably the second or third rated wide receiver on our rankings that right. week. Why wouldn't he be? Right. I don't have a problem with it. I, well, I really don't. I don't have a problem with you being commissioner. I don't have a problem with Jason, our caller, being commissioner. I don't want to be a commissioner because I'm a non-committal male. <laughs> and well, that's because you're good looking, and all I, the you can't pick but all these beautiful I, women that are falling all over you. I have to. I had to have to commit to the to the time and to the arguments that being commissioner entails. I'd just rather not do it. <laughs> Shirking responsibility. Don't we have another caller? We we do we'll have, waiting we'll have one caller and then we have to go to our fantasy fix. Uh, Jim in Florida, you have a question about a playoff draft pick. What's up, my man? Good afternoon, guys. Thanks for taking the call. You're welcome. We have our, our fantasy draft tonight. Uh, I've got the first pick 
and the way we do it is you only get the points for the actual games played, so we don't double up on the buy guys next week or so. And um, trying to weigh between Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. Um, appreciate your your insight. I'm, I'm guessing Rodgers is going to get three games. I'm, I'm thinking Brees has a chance to do the same mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I guess looking at the, the matchups defense-wise and, and, and opportunity of an upset from, from yeah. the Saints over the Packers, that gives him a fourth game for Brees because he's playing this week and, and Rodgers isn't. But um, for, Right, and because it's cumulative games, I'll tell you something. Listen, Maybe maybe people would disagree with me, and and it's it's a it's a good argument uh, to go with Aaron Rodgers because the guy is an absolute beast. He's the king of fantasy football. But one number one seed from the NFC has made it to the Super Bowl since two thousand and seven, and the NFL has become so unpredictable that I feel like it's too easy to pick the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. That's why I'm going with the Saints. Okay, maybe that's like the third most obvious pick in the NFC because some people consider the Niners number two. But doesn't it seem like every year the hot team going into the playoffs is the one that reaches the Super Bowl? The Giants in 2007, last year was the Packers, the Steelers a few years back, and the Saints have won eight straight games. I'm rolling with Drew Brees. I, I don't blame you. And I'm going Drew Brees. I, I, don't, I don't blame you at all, and, and I, I understand the logic there. I, you know, the interesting thing to me is, you know, 2009, the Saints and the Colts were the number one seeds, and I know we need a break here. I went back just in my head, and I, I, again, could research this, but just on the phone with you, going back in my head, the last number one seeds that I could think of were both the NFC and the AFC. Number one seed right. played in the Super Bowl was the 1993 rematch of Buffalo-Dallas. Uh, again, number one seeds are no lock to go, and it's too easy to, to just pick the Packers. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I'm going with the Saints, though. We have to break. We're going to go back or get some more callers on the other side. Talk, talk more little, trades. Talk more trades. Talk, talk running backs. Next year's draft. Yep. Talk running backs. We've got Fantasy Cantina at one. But right now, it is time for your Fantasy Fix. NFL Fantasy Live every Wednesday. Joining you at 12 o'clock Pacific. That's such a great guitar. You don't even know who it is. I, I, I don't. It's Mr. Big. You don't know Mr. Big? <laughs> I don't. What I did I was watch, a young boy. I watched on VH1. I watched the 100 greatest hard rock songs of all time. Oh, yeah. I... It got, I caught it at, like, number 41, mm-hmm. and it's one of those deals. They do 20 songs every hour, so it's a five-hour, like, marathon. Yep. So I caught it just before the uh, second-to-last hour. Okay. I got all the way to number five, and mm-hmm. I accurately predicted what the top four would be, and it was really cool. I'll tell you what was so great about the list. They sent a poll out to different musicians and producers and whatnot, had them vote, and so you had songs that – weren't necessarily the most popular song by that band that you hear a radio play, right. but it's what musicians thought were the was the most influential. Influential. Was it, the, was it number one? Welcome to the jungle. It was. Yeah. Okay. Which I loved. Instead of Sweet Child of Mine. Not that. Not that it's necessarily a better song, mm-hmm. but it makes sense. It was the first video. Yep. And it has an incredibly unique sound. Welcome to the jungle does. Starting with the, that guitar rip at the beginning. Yeah. Yep. And then Axel's screaming. Yep. The, the different changes in the song. And what I also liked is like Van Halen, who we both love. Love him. You know what the top-ranked Van Halen song was? I'm going to give you five guesses. And, and I'm not going to get it right? I it's, think you might. Van Halen or Van Hagen? No, no, no. Van Halen, David Lee Roth, Panama. Not Panama, wrong album. Really? Hot for Teacher was the highest ranked on that album, which I don't agree with. It should have been Panama, but go ahead. Earlier, wow. Van Halen. Chain- Unchained? Nope. I love that song. I love that song, too. James Cryan? Right album, wrong song. Ah, got two more guesses. I gotta Google it. 
Wait, I got you, got a, it. you got a Google Van Halen one? I, I got to Google it. It's man. on Van Halen one, so just Google Van Halen one song list. And uh, I, I hope I hope all of our listeners out there like rock because we talk rock so I know. much. People and, probably uh, hate us for that, but uh, okay. There, there's there's so many good songs hey, on this one. You got. Okay, so I, yeah, you really got gotta, me. Ain't it's got to be. About love. It's got to be. Ain't talking about love. It's not. No. Nope. Running with the devil. Running with the devil. Really? Yep. Wow. And it makes sense because it's the first song on that album, and and it's got that slow, hard, you know, yeah, yeah, hit yeah. to it. Yeah. Love it. I was going to start humming it, but I didn't want to do it. By the way, I hate the way I sound on our. I hope I sound good to all you guys out there. Because, we both sound nasally, dude. Oh, you're southern nasally. I'm a northeastern. I sound nasally. like a mixture of the Eagles play-by-play announcer <laughs> and Dave Campo. All right, let's see if Nate from Pennsylvania sounds better than us. Nate, you got a question about this upcoming weekend. What's up, my friend? Yeah, I'd like to know uh, who are the top six available fantasy players to pick from in this week's games. Uh, regardless of position? Everybody in the Saints-Lions game? Like everybody? Are we, are we talking regardless of position or, or regardless just... Regardless of t- position. Well, okay, it's Drew Brees. There's Absolutely. no doubt no, about that. No it's question. Drew Brees. If we're, talk, if we're talking about just production this week, Brees, yeah. Stafford, Megatron, Colston. I know I'm staying in the same game, but that's where all the points are going to be. Cincinnati and, and Houston, I mean, Arian Foster had 54 yards against the Bengals yeah. earlier this year. Bengals are no joke. Pittsburgh and Denver, uh, listen, as much as I've loved Tebow, he's stunk out loud the last couple of weeks. Roethlisberger re-aggravated his, his ankle. I can't see there being a lot of points scored in that game. Uh, uh, listen, Wallace on Champ Bailey. How do you not love Victor Cruz, though? The tough yeah. one. The Falcons for, can stop the run, but Victor Cruz is going to eat that team up for breakfast. He's we, great. But here's the thing: year. are we are we just talking wild card? Because if yes, we're talking, yes, if, no, we're just talking wild card. Just round. wild card. Then I think it's got to be Stafford, Breeze, Colston. Make a strong case for Jimmy Graham. I know he's a yeah. tight end. No, no, but uh, who? He's been. He's great. He outscored most wide receivers this year. Calvin, Victor Cruz, right. That's a, that's a tough one. That's a tough Julio one. Julio Jones has been uh, on fire, and the Giants' pass defense is not that good. Roddy White. You mean the foul? Yeah. Uh-oh. Would you take Roddy White over Darren Sproles? Uh, if I'm just talking this week, yep. yes. yes. You would? Yep, I would. Hmm. I, that could be a high-scoring game, too, depending on what the weather's like. You know what? We, we depending really, on the weather. We should not poo-poo Hakeem Nix. I think Victor Cruz has been so good as of late. But you yeah. look at Hakeem Nix's numbers this year, they're not far behind Victor Cruz's. No, I know. And... Keep in mind, Akeem Nix was on the injury report. Big surprise there. Yeah. But he had a couple injury problems, little nagging hamstring stuff. Yep. I still think Akeem Nix is their number one option. I do. If uh, he wasn't hey. who he was, Victor Cruz would not be who he is. Nate, I think I think we're going Breeze, Stafford, Megatron, Colston, Cruz, and... That's a crapshoot. Roddy White. It, it really is. I mean, Julio Jones has been great, too. Keep in mind, Calvin Johnson, in the last game against the Saints, they... Really, really stopped him. He mm-hmm. did very little. I think he had 69 yards. They were rolling coverages to him. Well, the Lions stopped themselves. They committed 11 or 13 penalties in that game. And so, Nate Burleson had three offensive pass interferences. That's right. I remember I that. Never I remember seen. that. Yeah. I've never seen that by himself. But it's hard to not play Calvin Johnson. So I think those are those are our six guys. I think there's only two games where you can expect high scoring. I, I think you can expect a high scoring game with the Saints. Clearly, that's going to be a barn burner. I think a high scoring game could happen in New York, depending on the weather. Depending if on the weather, if it's snowing, if it's windy, if it's nasty, then that goes out the window. Pittsburgh, Denver could be like a thirteen seven game. Tebow, I, I think, and again, I've been a big supporter of Tim Tebow, a big supporter, maybe one of the biggest in fantasy football. But you know, E, I think maybe defenses are starting to figure him out. If you 
basically collapse your defense, okay, and you stop him from being able to take off and have him beat you with his arm, he can't do it. He's completed, I think, 46% of his passes this year. And you loved Tim Tebow. I mean, you're like in the fantasy. Biggest, biggest cheerleader, in I know. In fantasy, yes, because the guy was phenomenal. Well, so me- that's, that's something that... Uh, that's something that I am very interested to see this weekend. And you know what? The Steelers, a lot of people are picking the Steelers to go back to the Super Bowl. This team's not that strong right now. They just barely beat the Browns. Roethlisberger re-injured himself. He's going to play because he's Roethlisberger. They've lost Richard Mendenhall. Okay, Isaac Redman's a nice backup. The, the defense is still playing well. But, I mean, right now out of the AFC, it's got to be the Ravens. I don't believe in the Patriots. Their defense is just garbage. Well, let me let me give you some numbers here. You know, our research team at the NFL does a good job. The people at ESPN do a good job. But sometimes you see numbers, and you realize that they're just numbers. And, like, they'll harken back to the, well, the last time these two teams played, X, Y, Z happened. Mm-hmm. With the Saints-Lions, I think you can pay attention to it because the last time they played in New Orleans was December. I mean, this is a very yep. recent matchup. In that game... The Lions had 11 penalties for 107 yards. They completely destroyed themselves. And you were talking about Calvin Johnson. Yep. Hey, 69 yards, I think, right? Yeah, let's see. Calvin Johnson, six catches, 69 yards. If you were a PPR, you did okay. But Darren Sproles in that game, okay, he didn't go off, but just listen to this production. He had 13.4 fantasy points, which is not a bad game, okay? Mm-hmm. He only had nine touches. Yeah. Nine touches. Yeah. You're getting a, are you kidding me? You're getting a point, and I'm not even talking about PPR. Mm-hmm. You're getting a point and a half fantasy production per touch. Right. Very few guys in fantasy can match that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's been like that all stinking year. You know what's funny is that, uh, and, and interesting, that we did some research here. Uh, our guys, uh, Dan Sloshman, Corey Mummery, and those guys o- over at our uh, NFL fantasy development team. The player who was on the most winning NFL.com fantasy leagues was Calvin Johnson. So like twenty three percent because the guy went off for three or what two weeks in a row. Yeah, three weeks in a row. Twenty three percent of people who owned Calvin Johnson won their fantasy league. Won their that is a remarkable stat because he had two games with over two hundred yards and what do you have four touchdowns in his last three games or something like that. I mean he was fantastic. He's now he's now Andre Johnson from a fantasy perspective. He's the guy in the first round uh, at wide receiver that you can take. Well, let me just throw this out uh, regarding the wide receiver position. We always talk about the Saints wide receiver by committee. They have mm-hmm. a running back by committee and a wide receiver by committee. Yeah. But I think we got to a point where we over-discussed it and didn't realize what was happening. Towards the back end of the season, Marcus Colston truly established himself as a big-time receiver. Mm-hmm. Not that he hasn't done that prior. I mean, he's been doing it since 2006. But, you know, you always say, okay, do I play Lance Moore? Do I play Colston? Who, you know, Well, Moore's banged up right now. Right. Yeah. Marcus Colston, last four games, is averaging over 100 yards per game. And yep. He's had five touchdowns. Yeah, and keep in mind that how many games did he miss this year? He missed, what, I think the better part of three. He missed two, and then he missed part of a third, I believe, because he was at not 100%. And did he still have 1,100 yards? He still yards? had 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. So that is, that's saying something. And Colston, again, as Elliott... Very, uh, very appropriately brought out. He was great. Seven, eight, seven, and seven. His last four games in catches. That's twenty nine so by my count. Killing it, killing it. Uh, so, and I think he is a he is a big time guy in any sort of postseason fantasy league because of the guy throwing him the football. I, that's the one thing that 
have you seen, have you seen Drew Brees' numbers in the last four or five weeks? Let me it's let me give you Drew Brees' numbers uh, recently. Last week. He had 389 and five touchdowns. The week before, 307 and four touchdowns. The week before, 412 and five touchdowns. 14 touchdowns in his last three games. 14. Some guys don't get the 14 before the halfway part of the season. Uh, he had a combined nine touchdowns in his previous three games. So still, 23 touchdowns He's, in six games. Unbelievable. That's almost four a game. If you're if you're in some kind of playoff fantasy league. I don't think there's any question with either one of us. Whether you're getting cumulative or we're just talking this mm-hmm. week, I'll take Breeze either way. Yeah, uh, the Breeze only, is the guy. The only headache you have with Drew Breeze is how is he going to do if they have to go to the candlestick? And that's something that Adam Rank brings up, uh, NFL Fantasy Live, one of our guys here. And I don't think it matters in candlestick because the weather should be okay. I think it matters if they have to go to Green Bay because historically the Saints in the playoffs – on the road in a bad weather city like Chicago. I'm talking Niners defense. I mean, the Niners defense <sighs> is the real deal. i got to be honest with you. I'm not sold on the Niners. You're not sold, no. huh? Well, that offense can't keep up with that Saints offense. Oh, maybe not. No I'm chance. just I'm just talking about low fantasy numbers. If you're expecting Breeze to put up 380 and five touchdowns on the 49ers, you can forget it. It's not happening. Right, but I still think he can go for 325 and two or three. I don't. No? I don't. I, I'd say... I really like Breeze. I just think the guy's on... He's playing at another level Maybe right 302. Now. Uh, maybe 302, but yeah. but don't three touchdowns, I think you're stretching it there. I really think you're stretching it. I mean, the 49ers defense has been awesome. I think they're second in points he allowed. Up, he put up 370 and three on the Texans, who have a good defense. Yeah, there's as Jason Smith likes to say, there's a, a drop-off. There's a drop-off. <laughs> the Niners defense has been awesome. Yeah. What, one rushing touchdown allowed this year? Yep. That's insane. And we predicted it. And, that's an, and that's an NFL record. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we have to break. We're going to talk a little mock draft coming up. And then we have the Fantasy Cantina with uh, Adam Rank from NFL Fantasy Live joining us. We're going to talk a little bit more trade action because Fabs just hasn't got enough of his venom out about this. And, uh, <laughs> hey, we're glad it's interesting, you're... though. It's we're... interesting, though. We're glad you are with us. NFL Fantasy Live, Sirius 210, XM87. Third down, they fake it. They shotgun it to Norwood. Throws a pass back to the near side for Clemens. Intercepted by Terrell Brown. And a touchdown-saving tackle by Brandon Lloyd at the 34-yard line of St. Louis. So Josh McDaniels did open up the bag. It was a handoff and then a throwback to the quarterback, Clemens. But Jarius Norwood floated that ball high in the air. Terrell Brown read it, picked it off. And that's why Jarius Norwood... Is an off injured tailback. <laughs> What's going on? I, I'm just that was saying. a strange transition there. I, what happened there? Yeah, I, I don't know what happened there, but uh, uh, I'm, I'm hearing a technical problem, and uh, you're a technical problem. You know what I'm Fabiano. doing right now? I am setting you up with a Twitter account. It's about time, Harrison. I, I, I know. Got, it's about all time. you guys have these Twitter accounts, but I cannot let that 5150 song. That was best of both worlds. For those of you out there that didn't know this, Van Halen never had a number one album with Dave Lee Roth. They never did. 1984, they were two on the charts, and Purple Rain by Prince came out, which was number one for seven straight weeks. So 1984 never made it. Dave Lee Roth leaves the band like 10 months later. Mm-hmm. 5150 debuts at number one. How about that little drop knowledge? And by the way, I asked for the 49ers defense sought full there, sound on tape, because okay. because I love defense. 
And we've been talking about you. You rattled off Drew Brees. I know you're waiting to say something about Twitter. No, I'm not no. Gonna let you. Write down your password. If you don't write down a password, oh. I'm going to make one up. Oh my gosh. Uh, you're you're, uh, you're hearing for the first time. Elliot Harrison joining Twitter. <laughs> this is forcefully, but you he's just joining Twitter. Up. No, write it down. All right, all right. One write down. one down right now. I'll write one down. So, I love defense. Yeah, I love it. And you're rattling off Drew Brees' numbers. And I got to be honest with you. There's part of me that hates that. That mm-hmm. hates that. It's so easy to put up 380 and five touchdowns these days. Uh, you know, they won't let defenses play. They mm-hmm. won't let defensive backs play. You know all these rules for player safety. Mm-hmm. It affects more than just player safety. I agree with what Roger Goodell is trying to do. However, however, when you have all these ticky-tack calls, for example, Dan Orlovsky uh, shrinking his body to absorb oh, that was a hit, terrible. and then J.J. Watt getting called. terrible. Yeah, if the quarterback crouches terrible. down and the defensive player's helmet happens to hit him when he intended to J.J. Watt got stomach, just oh, yeah, awful calls. People, What people don't realize is those calls extend drives. Mm-hmm. So an indirect result of that is that quarterbacks' numbers go up because now they have a new set of downs to work with when they would have been shut down on third down. I can't stand it. I, I hate seeing it. So I love what the Niners did this year. What was it? Marshawn Lynch had the first rushing touchdown on them. Was In that week, week 16. 16? Yes. I love that. I love that a team can circumvent all these rules and still just play Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis, Alden Smith, Justin Smith, Carlos Rogers. Yep. All those guys are playing ball. And I hope – I hope if the Saints beat them, they have to do it the old-fashioned way. I mm-hmm. hope they have to run the ball. I hope they have to throw screen passes. I hope they actually have to play some defense and win 17 to I think they're going to avoid that altogether. You're not going to see too much of Pierre Thomas or Darren Sproles and Mark as Ingram. a runner. Ingram out. Ingram's done. So I have to write a password down. Yes. You talk. I'm going to work on a password. I just – again, I'm just going by trends. I love trends. And the trend in the National Football League when it comes to the postseason and the Super Bowl is the team that's the hottest – typically makes the run. The Saints have won eight games in a row. In any postseason fantasy league, including the NFL Fantasy Playoff Challenge, I'm all in on the Saints. And you have to pick a team, especially in our game, that you think is going to go the furthest. So I love the Saints, and I know that's going to be a tough game. Again, assuming they beat the Lions, which I think they will, when they go to San Francisco and play at what can be a very windy candlestick park when they actually have power there, right? Um, it's below sea level. Very slippery field. I, I, I'm all in on the Saints. Hey, we got Fantasy Cantina coming up. Adam Rank's supposed to join us. Yep, he'll be joining us. We're going to be talking about NFL Fantasy Playoff Challenge as well. That's cool. Series 210, XM87, NFL Fantasy Live. We'll see you in a few. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.